Every Shabbos, there are two parshas read because there's a parsha that was read the week before, that's read at Shabbos day by Shabbos, and then there's the following week's parsha that's read in Shul during Mincha. Like as Shabbos is going out, as we're going to the next week, we read a little part of the following week's parsha. So. In each Shabbos, there's a connection between two Parshas every week. So this week's Parsha, Shabbos Parsha's Kisefe and then Kisave, seem to have very, very opposing themes. Okay, so first, of, I mean, obviously the names of the Parsha, Kisefe means when you go out, when you go out to war, fight the wars of Hashem. And Kisavai and Savai is when you come and settle in the land. So just just the actual words, going out to war, settling in the land, you know, of your forefathers and creating the space of Jewish sovereignty is they're two very different energetic spaces to be in. The the names are very different. And then if you want to jump into actual the content, the meat of the parsha, we'll see the same thing. the themes and the, the meat of the parshas are very different. Okay. And we'll start by saying that going out to war, fighting the wars of Hashem is very different than going to war in general. So when we are fighting the wars of Hashem, Hashem comes with us, right? And Hashem delivers them into our hands, the enemies. But even then, there still is, we're still at war. And it's still really difficult. And we're still in the exact opposite state of peace we're not settled. We're not peaceful. We're not. We're not vibing. You know, on a on a happy level because war is war, even though it's a different type of war. It's not a war in the traditional sense of the word. It's a war fighting for Hashem, and the, and Hashem is supporting and helping the Jewish people, which is the exact opposite of Kisavite coming to the land. When the Jewish people come to the land, it's, it says, Ish which means each person is going to be sitting under his vine and under his fig tree. This idea that everyone kind of has their own, their own home, their sprawling lawns, their full estate of comfort and abundance, where they get to celebrate all the holidays and bring Bikurim and all of that. And all of this happens in a state of being, of feeling settled, of feeling at peace, of feeling complete. That's the theme of Parshas Kisave. 
Maldarza, Benegela beer Tehana Parshias Bavais Adam Lakaine. So these two themes apply to our work in the service of Hashem. Like you asked before, you mentioned before about what does our service look like here today? What does our service look like as we're moving through the month of Elul and in, into the month of Tishrei? Which is the energy is very different now. And so when we're going into the space of El and Tishrei, what's the lesson that we can get from the theme of and when we talk about our personal work with Hashem and our personal service of Hashem, is talking about the neshama, the soul, that is literally a piece of Hashem. It is sourced above and it leaves it's the place of its source comes down into this world comes out to this physical world to engage first of all to be manifested in the body and then have a shabhamas and why is it here so that it can elevate it can purify and heal everything this whole picture this whole ecosystem here in this world um and also like taking care of his spot in the world right so he he literally comes down as a warrior the neshama comes down as a warrior leaves leaves above comes down to this world and fights fights the good fight in time of Gaulas, where it is extremely dark yeah, the darkness and the confusion is extremely strong and it's doing a lot of pushback. We need to come with this warrior strength in order to dissolve it. The kisave, so that's, that's the idea of kisete, to come out militant, you know, militant against whatever's going on here in this world not whatever's going on, the negativity that's going on in this world. And Kisavai, what does it mean when you, next week's Barsha, when you come to the land that Hashem is giving you and you inherit it and you settle it and you manifest your, your light in this land, this is talking about this time of peace and tranquility and wholesomeness and this happens in the time that B'nai Yisrael are living in their land and the base of Megdash is built in its place, which is fundamentally the, op- the opposite experience of going out to war that happens in the time of Gullus. When today we read about Kisavayel Eretz, we talk about the, when we read about coming to the land that Hashem has given us and inheriting it and settling it, is directly connected to us settling and entering the land um, in the future with the There's a big difference between Kisete and Kisava, we know that, granted. 
but it's not only about two different ways of service. It's only two different ways of operating, not about two different operating systems. It's really the, this idea that there's work, there's investment, and then there are dividends, and then there's a reward. So the Parsha of Kisaitse talks about the blood, sweat, and tears, the work that we are doing, the way that we are showing up every single day in Galas. And Parsha's Kisave talks about the reward that that is to come. And then that is also connected to what, what we read in Perkeves this week. Every Shabbos in, in the summer weeks, we read or we learn a part of Perkeves. So let's look at what Perkeves says here versus what Perkeves says next week. The beginning of Perkrishan, Maisha Kibo Termisina, Umasara Bahula. So Parak Rishon opens up that Maisha received the Torah from Harsinai and he bequeathed it to every single Jewish person for all generations. And we're all, you know, supposed to cultivate students of Torah. So that's the idea of, of the work in relation to learning and toiling and studying the actual Torah. And then the end of the second chapter, which is read next week, Parshas Kisavai, talks about You should know that the schar, the reward, the dividends of the tzaddikim, the righteous, um, come in the future in Asad Lavai. So this emphasizes, doesn't emphasize the work, but it emphasizes the reward, the return on the investment. Here's an important distinction because as much as we're separating the work from the punishment, as much as we're separating the investment from the return, Fact is, is that we, right, and this idea of that today is the day to do the work and tomorrow you will reap the benefits, you will receive the reward. We're still learning it all together. So there is something that that is connected and there's still something that the process and the operating happens kind of hand in hand in a way that's less exclusive it's really important when you go out to war when there's the the, the combat the combative energy and the, the the military coming out to fight fight the good fight you always have to have like the end in mind and the energy that the war is being approached needs to be in a way still needs to have the energy of which means it has to have the energy of calm serenity, groundedness. And, and while the war is being fought and while the, you know, we're, we're putting in the work, we're, we're putting in the sleepless nights, 
to make it happen, there's, there is a, a taste, a glimmer, a flavor of the actual reward that is to come. The signal the mission of the Perkyatlis. If we look at the sentence from the Pirkei Das is knowledge. There are many ways that you can talk about knowledge and you can, there's many ways you can say you can, you can communicate that somebody needs to know something. I need you to know that the reward for tzaddikim is in the world to come. How am I going to communicate that? With the word da. Das, the kind of knowledge that it is, is the knowledge that is integrated. It's integrated, connective, wholesome type of knowledge. It's a visceral understanding of this idea. So if it's a visceral, if it's connected, that means that while we are doing the work, there is a flavor of that or taste, some sort of experience to, and the beginning, a first step to the reward that is to come. This idea of of receiving reward is even spoken about in this parsha. The idea of, of booty of collecting is talked about in this parsha. The general theme is is that the reward is to come, right? The marshmallow, like if you hold off on this marshmallow, you get to tomorrow, right? But when we're talking about Hashem and the service of Hashem and the, the rewards that Hashem gives in the long run. He's also giving in this moment, but today, in this moment, on this day, in the trenches, Hashem is giving us reward, which is going to be explained a little later in the Sefer, how that works. So this is a really important distinction because there's two different types of wars that Jewish people go on when you go out to war against your enemies. So there are different types of wars. There's there's Muhammad's Roshas and then there's Muhammad's Mitzvah. Muhammad's Roshas is when there are enemies and Hashem gives you permission to fight against them. And Muhammad's Mitzvah is you must, it's a Mitzvah and you must go fight these enemies um, that are in the land of Israel so you can take over there's certain nations that need to be conquered. There's no choice about it. And then there's Rishas, which you can choose. It's your prerogative. So when we talk about Muhammad's Rishas, elective war, how does that translate into our personal work in the service of Hashem? Where in our service of Hashem is there Rishas? Is there a choice to go out and fight? We're put in this world. We didn't choose this life. This life chose us, right? We we were given specific commandments, tzivoy v'chayva, to engage with the world in a specific type of way. So the question is, 
So we're going to turn this whole issue on its head because if the purpose, if, if we are, we must serve Hashem, Hashem put us in this world so that we should serve him. Then what, where does the reward come in? Servants don't get rewarded for their, for what they do because they have to. If somebody chooses to do something for somebody else, especially then that's where the reward comes in. So we, that question is twofold. We don't have choices whether we, we whether we came to this world to serve Hashem or not. That's why Hashem put us here. And on top of that, if we don't have a choice, then where does the where does the reward come in? The work of a Jewish person in this world starts with the exit, with him going out from the, the place of truth the place of Hashemness into this world. Okay. The soul is pure. The soul is a part of Hashem. The soul comes before any type of creation and specifically the type the creation of the compressions that make Hashemness able to come into this world. Right. The names all come before everything this whole idea that we are a part of Hashem and Hashem and Yisrael are one. So this little part basically explains these great Kabbalistic ideas that number one, we're part of Hashem. Number two, we're part of Hashem as he stands above the world in, in his creative powers. We're also a part of Hashem as he stands beyond his creative powers in this world, like before he put himself in a place of creative powers. And then also, we're, there, there are four letters in the Shem of I, the name of Hashem. And each letter is a different level. So we are from the, the tippity top of that whole thing, that whole structure, because, and I broke it down very much. I didn't, ex- I didn't go into all the details of how connected we are to Hashem, but because we are such a deep, essential part of Hashem, because our essence is, because fundamentally we are so one with Hashem and this work in this world of elevating and purifying everything that's going on here happens with the permission, with the desire, with the choice of Israel, because they, you know, rule together because they're, they're part of Hashem. And so coming down to this world and, and doing the whole process of this world is, a choice that a Jewish person can make because he really is part of Hashem. The way that it was created, the way that it was brought into this world was brought into this world because it had to, because there's no choice, right? Was brought here to this world to serve Hashem. But if we look at the true, right? There, there are different levels of, of essence, when you look at the true essential center that stands above 
the world that stands above anything. If you look at, look at the center, objective, subjective truth of a Jewish person, you, you see that he really does have a choice in this work, in this world, because of how high and connected he is to the essence of Hashem. So the work, the, the, the truth of the work, the truth of a Jewish person's essence, when you go deep, 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 deep down into the actual truth of who we are, we stand above the world. We stand above any type of establishment. And coming down to this world to elevate and heal and sift out the goodness and the beauty is something that at the end of the day, bottom line, a Jewish person does choose that because of where it stands. And it's so interesting because there, there are so many layers to our identity, to our existence, to our being in this world. It feels like the Rebbe is saying like, there's there's so much depth. There's so many layers to uncover. And what a beautiful thing to get to a point in unpeeling the layers to know that deep down, fundamentally, you have choice. And wherever you are, you're choosing to be there because of how powerful you are. And while there are many elements before you peel that back, it doesn't feel like you have control. It doesn't feel like you have a choice. But at the end of the day, being here, being in this moment, there's so much that you can choose. There's so much that you can show up for in ways that you want to. And it's not the first line of defense. It comes after a lot of work of moving past, like, no, this is what you have to do. This is how you have to do it. And then it's just like, there is that level that you can get to where there is personal choice and there is taking your life into your own hands. And there is you being a, you know, a partner in the life in this world. And because that's, that's the essential truth. There's always distractions to the essential truth. And there are many, there are many levels of truth. When we can peel back the essential truth and know that we are one with Hashem and that Hashem on many levels, we're one with Hashem. We're one with Hashem as he shows up in this world. And we're also one with Hashem as he is beyond this world. And that gives us the opportunity and the space to really choose breathe into that power that's available to us today in this moment to choose.